Welcome. It is eight minutes after the hour. Megan and Mike are on board from Black Rifle, and uh, they brought in a couple of terrific firearms. Scott Van Kirk, my uh, regular guest host, is wandering through uh, town and stopped in. And uh, he has a, a penchant for disassembling these things. He's got them pretty much back together again. Uh, but you're picking, tell us, uh, well, just show us. If you're, if, by the way, if you go to Gary on Guns on Facebook. Oh, oh hey, look at me. You can actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can actually. Uh, well, <clears throat> can you zoom in on just the rifle, Brian? <laughs> Uh, but you're gonna. I, you might not be able to see it with all the electrical tape. There you go. Yeah. How about these headphones <laughs> that Brian gave me? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you Those should show that. Yeah. Look at these. Look at these. I had better headphones than a 1979 turntable that was purchased from Sears. I have okay. one of those at home too. I have no doubt. I have no <laughs> doubt. Sears and rubbish. Yeah. All right. So. Um, here, hand him a gun and let him talk about it. So I'm looking at a CMMG Banshee in 10 millimeter. Yep, that's the oh, Mark 10. Oh, so glad that 10 millimeter managed to stay alive because it was it was on life support for a little while, and it has had a heck of a resurgence over yeah. the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, so you want me to talk about? All right, so here we are. <laughs> Glock mag. Glock mag. Yes. Glock mag. All right. Well, that's good. How many rounds? Uh, 30. 30. Yeah, I was going to say. Somewhere in 30, 30, what, 31 and 40? No, 30, 29. Depending on, depending yeah, on the yeah. caliber between, like, 28 and 33. Right. Okay. That's what I thought. All right. Um, so, first off, I always love to do this. Okay. Because <laughs> the, the rip brace. Once I learned about that, I'm like, this is, like, the coolest thing ever. So. <laughs> and that thing, that thing spoils you, too, because I've gotten so used to the CMMG guns having that that I'll pick up another brand's AR and try to do that quick deploy. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, it doesn't. <laughs> it's even better when the CEO of CMMG comes into Black Rifle and picks up a pistol from another manufacturer, starts pulling on the brace, and is like, why isn't this working? I have to look at him and go, because it's not a CMMG. And he kind of takes a step back, yeah. and he's like, what? And for those of you, if you're not familiar with it, I know that we probably talk about it more than a little bit, with, uh, with the way this brace has been modified normally, Okay, with with stocks of the collapsible nature or pistol braces of the collapsible nature, you have this little lock that has that you're required to use every time and move it to each one and everything else like that. They figured out, and it's really kind of ingenious. Why no one thought and of it? Super simple. Why no one thought <laughs> of it before? Um, is, is that they've slightly modified the, uh, the the holes in which the detent would would rest in here, so that you can just. Rip it all the way to full extension. Mm -hmm. All right, but then it is locked from collapse, and you actually have to use the, uh, use the use the little locking mechanism to bring it back closed in. All right, and that's just phenomenal. And there's also places on the bottom side of that to put a set screw, so that if you have a preset stop that you want it to stop at, so say you only want it to come out three clicks versus all five or six, then you can put a set screw in there so it deploys to that exact stop every time. Okay, so now I, I love it even more. <laughs> yeah. So instead of just going full extension, if you like it just, you know, right. full out minus one, you can put... Uh, oh, I do. I see that now. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I like it even more now. Is yeah. that possible? All right. So, so that's, that's the great thing about cameras now is we've been able... We talked about this yeah. on the radio before, but nobody's been able to see it. See it mm -hmm. So, All right. So so um, the uh, the CMMG brace system, the Rip It, right? Rip It's... Rip stock. Rip, rip, rip brace. Rip brace. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have the ambidextrous charging handle. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, would, I don't know whose this is. That's CMMG. CMMG's one. Yep. CMMG's one. Okay. We have a uh, place to hook in for our one point or our single point sling. Ten millimeter. I, I don't know what to tell you about ten millimeter. Okay. 
it was a it was in a it was a brief moment in history in law enforcement that 10 millimeter was involved. Thank you, FBI. Um, it gave us the 40 caliber. That's probably the the worst thing about the 10 millimeter is that it gave us the 40 caliber. Um, phenomenal round in full in a full power. Okay, if you yeah. download 10 millimeter, essentially you're shooting 40 caliber. But if you are shooting full bore, fully loaded. The, you know what 10 millimeter was designed to be this is a crazy crazy round it's just crazy oh, yeah. the uh the um i've if the story is correct you know and this may be i may be you know propagating a myth but if the story is correct glock continued to make 10 millimeters for one reason and that was to arm the alaskan highway patrol mm-hmm. because yep. the alaskan highway patrol had to have a handgun that you could kill a moose with yeah yep, that's still what they carry yeah that's serious all right it's the serious caliber <laughs> um thankfully a lot of the comp- uh, revolver competition guys kept 10 millimeter alive because it will drop steel it gives you that that power factor um but anyway back to the rifle so Cerakote. yep all right um, what, bronze. Oh, thank oh. you. I needed the name. Yeah, that's right. That's the uh, um, and this is a good thing. Okay, but but CMMG is like taking your wife to the lipstick counter. They have got all of the shades, <laughs> <laughs> and they've got cool names for all of them. Yeah, yeah. See, you never thought of that yeah. before, did you? All right. So flat top, perfect for uh, mounting up a red dot system. Um, it could go mag if you could go with a magnified optic on it if you want, but I don't. I don't. I don't really see the point too much. Um, or you could fix on. You could fix uh, put uh, backup sights on it, flip ups, and everything else like that. Uh, rail system. So which M lock? M lock. Okay. I got to ask some of the fancy stuff. All right, because yeah. you know I'm old. All right. Yeah, it's not 1913 Picatinny all the way around. All right. Well, j- or plastic handguard. Or plastic. No, this is <laughs> this is freaking awesome. And. Um, uh, muzzle brake, SV brakes, CMMG's SV muzzle brake. Okay, so okay, eight inch uh, barrel. Okay, um, continually amazed at what CMMG is doing in house with a lot of these accessories. Because I mean, let's face it, ten years ago, um, it would have been what's the name brand on this? What's the name brand on this? What's the name brand on that? Mm-hmm. And now, as I point out all these these features that you would you would initially buy a firearm and then put these accessories on there, you know, Bravo Company and this and that and everything else like that. I, I point out all the features on this, and every time I look over at you two, I get CMMG. Yeah. CMMG. Yeah, yeah. We, we make those in-house. We make those in-house. Um, these are just phenomenal. I love... Now, let's... This might be my second favorite Banshee because we all know what my favorite one is. But I, mean, I don't know. What is five, your favorite? 5.7. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but no, I um, I really have uh, uh, a lot of affinity for these because they're a lot of fun. And, they're, and the other thing that I like about this is that CMMG has a purpose built. Um, uh, pistol, you want to call it pistol, you want to call it carbine when you make this into a longer barrel and put a real stock on it, things like that. In the, in the pistol arena... You guys purpose built a pistol, okay? Um, and being a guy who's old enough, again dating myself, to have carried a Colt submachine gun in nine millimeter, that essentially was just a uh, hopped up grease gun, yep. you know, a slam fire, super heavy bolt, dang, dang, dang. Yeah, you listen to that bolt going back and forth um, as you're firing it and everything else like that. And accuracy on them was not much better than a grease gun. Right. Um, you know, World War II technology. Um, 
this is amazing. The, the engineering that went into this is amazing. Okay. Yeah, the Tim the Tim Mill was no short, you know, no small feat uh, because there are such a variety of rounds available for mm -hmm. a ten millimeter from the really weak stuff that's almost like shooting a forty Smith and Wesson. Sure. Uh, compared to like some Buffalo bore stuff that's like super hot. Uh, so that's actually even got a tunable action to it, too. So oh, that if okay. you really want to run something really hot or if you want to run suppressed, you can actually tune it to the projectile weight to make it run even more efficient. Very cool. Very, very cool. And and realistically, I'm going to guess that that is, uh, you had to do that with 10 millimeter because you guys weren't going to put out a system like this without having the ability to say, you know, 99% of the stuff out there runs in it. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So, and the fun thing is, like, we have, we've actually found, too, that depending on what weight you're using and what load you're using, uh, most people typically think of 10 millimeter as being, like, really hot. Um, we've actually got it to the point where if you have the right weight in there and the wrong round in there, um, we've actually been able to tame 10 millimeters so much we can make it short stroke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, That's so, saying something. I mean, yeah. people don't realize. I mean, it, it's actually kind of a malfunction depending on how you look at it. But, mm. um, I mean, it's tuned to the point that you can really overtune it so anything can work for it. So, you know, we've tamed that round so much that you, you can do that. Okay. All right, so um, first question is, what's the price break on this? Fourteen ninety nine ninety five. That's pretty good when you consider oh, yeah. all the mm -hmm. features that are in there mm -hmm. and some really innovative, out-of-the-box engineering by CMMG. Next question is, how many of them do you, I mean, do you have, is this the only one that you guys have down at Black Rifle? So that's the only one in Midnight Bronze. <laughs> also have one that's Cerakoted Graphite Black. And then we do have the next version down, so you lose some of the features that's just straight anodized black all right so and this and will, it's less money when you go down to the too. 200 series yeah. yeah and this will be uh at black rifle later this morning yes it sure will about uh 1002 we'll go with that sure 1002 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go i'll tell you what though uh, just a, a quick little side here uh talking about the cerakote uh if anybody hasn't been to black rifles facebook page they really need to go see some of the u.s marine corps guns megan did a thing megan had megan, as she frequently does Meg, megan <laughs> had some special uh variations of cmmg guns made with a special united states marine corps paint job uh on them really and yep. they are they are incredible, and I've and I've seen the pictures. I haven't seen I haven't uh, seen them in person, but I've seen the pictures. Brian, if you can pull those off Black Rifle site and put them up on Gary on Guns because they're amazing. I know we've got plenty of members. Yeah, they do. It's one of those things work. where you know normally pictures don't do things any justice, and you really got to see it in in life. Mm -hmm. But those pictures do a heck of a lot of justice too. Thank you. I mean, you look at those pictures and go, "Wow, sure, sure." Yeah, and they're sure. not former Marines, right? They're once a Marine, always a Marine. Well, Correct. Sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. we'll go with that. Because yeah. nobody, nobody <laughs> celebrates their birthdays they, the way that the Marine Corps does. Yeah. So just yeah. had to do it. And, and the quote-unquote former Marines probably celebrated even harder. <laughs> yes. But having been to a couple of those, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you should, it would be, it's a great, um, if there's any uh, family members of Marines that have got a special event coming up, a birthday, even a retirement, that would be the, Ooh. it would be the ultimate retirement yeah. gift from the Corps. Um, those things are, you did a good thing, Megs, because that thing is amazing. It's the Cerakote guys knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Oh, they really did. Yeah. They really, really did. All right, you didn't just bring in that AR. We got other uh, other uh, firearms to talk about. We'll do that next on Gary on Guns, 93.9 Eagle. It is 24 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Scott Van Kirk, 
um, who is a former law enforcement. Uh, he's been a, a trainer here in uh, Missouri for concealed carry, and uh, he is uh, my guest host when I can't make the progr- program. Pardon me. He is on... Just be waving to everyone. Is that what that is? Waving on the radio. This waving on the radio works now because before yeah. when I used to do it, yeah. I don't think people. But, saw but the it. funny thing is, people can't hear you waving now. So, <laughs> so previously we would do things people couldn't see but could hear. Now That's you're right. now you're doing something they can see but can't hear. Right. So. This kind of blows out that whole thing of my. Hey, I got, I've got a perfect face for radio. Yeah. Well, have you <laughs> noticed? Have you noticed nobody's flipped anybody off since we started? Yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah. Megan and Mike on board from Black Rifle down in Boonville. And uh, in addition to that, uh, uh, AR, he's he's now handling, uh, that is Scott Van Kirk is handling, trying a to, pistol. Trying to look at my cameras here. All right. Try not to violate any safety rules and uh, bring stuff up to the camera where you can see it. All right. Clear firearm. This is the Springfield Armory Hellcat. Yeah. Yay. So probably the most recent anticipated handgun on the market. Yes, ish, ish. Yeah. ish. I get yeah. an ish from Megs. All right. Um, so, <sighs> a- anticipated by their hype. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I actually did get to handle one of these previously at the at the Black Rifle, um, and it's a neat little gun. It it's very reminiscent of the uh, Sig three sixty five. Right. Um, one more round. That's a big deal, right? Woo-hoo. Is it right? One yep. more. One, one more. more. Okay. Woohoo! One more. Um, yeah, that can make the difference. I, it is. Uh, a, a number of things that I don't hate about this gun is they deleted the grip safety. <laughs> okay. I don't hate that at all. Best decision they made. Yeah, that's an excellent decision. I like that they went ahead and did some nice stipple on here because I like a nice rough gun that feels like it grips back. Um, this magazine is 11. 11. And then there's also a... It's the spinal tap. It goes all 13. the way to 11. There's also a 13. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so it's an, it's a neat little gun. It doesn't, um, feel as slide heavy as a lot of Springfield's mm-hmm. products tend to. But how um, do you know where to hold it? Yeah, it oh, doesn't have it doesn't say grip zone, zone on it anywhere. You had to go there. You had to go there. <laughs> they also, another thing that I, I actually like about this firearm is they did not print grip zone anywhere on it to indicate where to shoot, where to put your, where to hold on to it because people apparently have figured that out now are no longer confused. I like that it has an index point. Um, I'm a little higher of an indexer myself, but there's nothing wrong with having that there. Keep finger off the trigger till the sights are on the target. And you're ready to shoot. It's, I, I like it. I mean, it's got some uh, it's got some interesting sights. I don't know. Can we see that? Move out of the way. Yeah. So it's actually got a, a U-notch rear on that with okay. a tritium front. Yeah, I actually really like the sights. I mean, those I those come up really fast. I mean, if for for a defense gun, it's really incredible. I mean, you you try to just bring that up to mm-hmm. to your eye really quick, and your eyes grab it. And I and I'm not going to lie to you. I have been seeing a few things um, in the wider industry from people that that I respect in the industry from a tr- from a trainer standpoint. Uh, some of the nationwide guys and stuff like that who generally are not very pro Springfield Armory who actually kind of like this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really kind of turned a corner for them. I think <laughs> um, this one. Uh, I I think they checked all the right boxes with <laughs> this particular one. And what's what's price on them? Five twenty nine. Five twenty nine. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah, That is a very nice. That's that's a nice nice price point. Two magazines. Two. Yep. Two magazines. And to, to start out with, we were at eleven. So eleven plus one is twelve rounds. Yep. Um, and then your thirteen plus your, one on the 13, other. Yeah, thirteen plus one or thirteen is your reload. Um, that's a lot. 
It's a lot of decent firepower mm-hmm. and a very concealable little package. The um, and I tried these at the uh, at the store. The trigger is decent. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's um, it, it's is obviously not custom. It's got some slack to it, but it's, it's not a weighted slack. It's a, it's a very light slack, so you can pull you pull to that break point, and there the break point is. So I mean, I'll be honest with you, uh, it'd be a good little choice. It'd be a good little choice. Um, the from a business standpoint, wow, editorializing. From a business standpoint, I don't know that it's the right time to take on Sig three sixty five, but um, eh. maybe it is. Maybe it is. Because I, it is a it is a time when they're kind of they're this is a obviously they stood up and said hey Sig we're going to take you on yeah mm-hmm. you know um, but hey, at least somebody did right yeah it's mean, right because nobody did <laughs> yeah that's true I mean I mean at least there is another option because I mean let's face it not everybody I mean kind of like we've always you know taught you know not every gun is for every person right. so a Sig does you know while it's an incredible gun mm-hmm. it might not be the gun for everybody so this is a very very good alternative mm-hmm. that might fit somebody's hand a little better mm-hmm. I to be honest with you I like I like all the features on it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I look forward to running across. I look forward to when Gary buys one of these so that I can shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I try not to own too many of those things. Well, you can trade. Yeah, What's just one field. You definitely like huh? Springfield. One at so. a time. You just one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm barely uh, getting Gwen to talk to me now for the last one I bought. Okay, so, right. Oh, yeah. Gwen can buy it. Gwen would yeah, actually. This would be. Oh, great. you can buy for Gwen. This would Christmas be a great gun. Coming. This would yeah. be a great little gun for for Gwen. I like it. It's got a lot of features that I find in a, a defensive handgun. Um, I have started to. I've drifted heavily away from carrying a full size gun anymore, um, other than other than at work. Um, so this certainly fits the bill. I could see this replacing, um, you know, my M&P shield, which is what I carry mm-hmm. generally off duty. Um, so, cause I get a little more ammo. There you go. You can't do better than that. Those are in stock at Black Rifle. Yep. And, uh, you can head down to Boonville, pick those things up. Second Heck exit. Yeah. Only, Second o- exit. only one? Only one. Ooh. Yeah. Get yeah. They come in few and far yeah. between. Oh. That's only the second one we've gotten yeah. since they were released. It's that All new. Right. So yeah. run, don't walk. <laughs> to Black Rifle. All right, Elizabeth Warren in schools. We'll talk about it next. Gary on guns. It's, uh, 36, it's 36 minutes after the hour. And Brian, you got to put the cameras on Mike before we get past the bump music. Because uh, he was bouncing like he was riding a horse. It was a bonanza. Yeah. He was, suddenly he was Hoss Cartwright. <laughs> Senator, <laughs> <laughs> crickets. Yes, <laughs> like, I don't no. know what to say about that. Mike, right, just there. go, just quit. Yeah, there we'll just go. move right on. Senator <laughs> Elizabeth Warren wants to, uh, well, she wants to leave the kids. Did we make it a better topic? What? Well, hang on. <laughs> what are we? Are we going? Well, she apparently thinks that um, school resource officers should be unarmed. Uh, she wants to uh, eliminate armed school resource officers nationwide. What? Yeah. We're now we're talking about <laughs> school resource officers, law enforcement officers. Shall I start dancing again? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, can you see any reason to say no to school resource officers being armed? I I don't even know what the hell she's thinking. I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I it's I the uh, the things that she says on any of number of other topics. I shake my head. This one is is right at the top of the list mm-hmm. where you're just like oh yeah because that will be i mean the um a number of years ago there was a school shooting at an indian school native american school up in northern minnesota and the uh um 
the unarmed security guard who ran the metal detector in that school, because they already had a metal detector um, running there, uh, gave his life trying to stop that shooter. He was, yeah, he was, I, think, I believe he was the first one killed as he tried to get the gun away from the kid. So, you know, if you know, probably one of the greatest fears every parent has that's got a kid in school is that one of these events, uh, like what happened in Connecticut or in Florida, would happen in their school. And so while we're all arguing, let uh, teachers who are concealed carry permit holders and trained concealed carry, at the very least, uh, the response has been to allow school resource officers, police officers, to be armed mm -hmm. in the schools. And, and, and she's and to, even taking that away. And to have local law enforcement expend the resources to have officers mm -hmm. fully, have, have officers um, stationed in their schools, whether that be county or city or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I never questioned my safety going through school knowing that we had an SRO there. And, and I would argue that's not even adequate. Well, no. No, it's But not. it's better than nothing. Yeah. We'll do, a, we'll do a two-hour show sometime on my multi-layered uh, plan and approach to uh, school safety. And I lay out, I'll lay the whole plan out to you. And I wish I could say that most of it was an original idea on my part. It's not. It's things that I've drawn from a variety of different sources over the years. Uh, people I really, really respect in the firearms and safety industry. Uh, there's a way to do this, and it's really not that hard. It's really not that hard to well, make. We've got a few to, minutes. You can give make, us a brief idea of what's on your mind. Well, as, as, as stated before, it's multi-layered. Okay, there is a law enforcement component involved in it. There's, a, there's an armed civilian response uh, involved in it. I, um, and hate on me if you want, I am not necessarily in support of just the general concealed carry permit holder carrying a firearm as a teacher in a school because it's a dynamic environment that requires mm -hmm. a higher level of training. Um, so if I were the head of a school system, I would have designated individuals that were of, at a higher level um, than a lot of people would be, and I would get them trained. I would get them properly equipped. Um, uh, my program and plan would actually have an equipment. You know, that it would be an issue. They would be issued equipment, um, and there would be a significant training component involved with it. Um, one of the and so that's the that's the that's the active part of it or part of the active part of it part of the passive part of it is that they do you know everyone needs to know it's not i don't i'm not as concealed carriers we we don't display that we carry firearms you know our biggest surprise is that we we don't carry firearm or we do carry firearms but you don't know it in a self-defense situation and the same goes for an armed response within a school in fact that it would be concealed and everything else like that but in the larger scheme Everyone in the community needs to know that that school is protected yep. because it's it's a it's a I was a law enforcement officer for over a decade. Um, how many problems in my career I solved I don't know, but how many problems I moved out of my jurisdiction I do know. Okay, and it's the same principle for me. It's we make our school. Oh, we don't want to go there. We don't want to go there because we're not going to be successful as a school shooter. We we harden the site. Mm -hmm. And there's environmental engineering involved in it as well. And there's a lot of there's a lot of training um, in general for the staff and administration, but not really for the students. I mean, we eliminate the whole active shooter drill business and everything else like that. The adults need to know what's going on, and the adults need to know how they respond and how they react. And there's a whole 
checklist of, of ways that you do that as well. You said something that was interesting, and it's got my mind off, and it's, it's ADD. Uh, in a whole different direction. <laughs> but um, what, do, what do local law enforcement, what, is, what do the Columbia police officers carry uh, when they're on duty? What is their duty gum? They, I believe Glock 17. Glock 17. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, do you have a favorite firearm that you shoot best with? No. I mean, I have favorite firearms, but at the end of the day, I'm expected to have, you know, a, a level of competency with any firearm. So there's no one gun that you just absolutely find easiest love. to shoot accurately, or do you, Mike? I'd have to say it's uh, the Glock series. I don't. I don't own a Glock. Can you believe that? I believe it now. But okay. Um, actually, uh, it, it it has the word Legion in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the Sig Legion series. Right. Oh man, Megan, do you have a firearm that you shoot best? Glock. Glock. From a and, and my point is is from a professional standpoint as an individual who in, throughout their life has been paid to carry a firearm that it becomes just a tool at a, mm-hmm. at a certain point. Yeah, are, but, there, are there guns I like to shoot more because they're fun? Yes. Yep. Um, can could I build a gun that was tuned perfectly to me that probably I would say was the best gun I shoot? Yes. But do I consider you know I, I shoot this pretty well. I shoot that pretty well. It's fine. As an instructor, I've always had to be able to shoot every student's gun on the line to a level of competency where I can actually train and teach them how to do it. So personally, nah, I mean, there's guns I prefer, but they're all guns. It's I just mean, a tool. I mean, if you look at just sheer amount of training time, like, I mean, I would have to pick probably a Glock 19 just because of the sheer amount of hours that I have using that gun mm-hmm. in training. Uh, but kind of like Scott, you know, you need to be able to pick up any gun and be able to know the mechanics, mo- know that you're doing Well, I'm sure that point. we all know the mechanics, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, we could pick up any, any handgun and mm-hmm. uh, figure it out without any, probably without any hesitation. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if the idea that... Uh, we have uh, uh, one source for all the police officers uh, to shoot uh, one gun. Uh, if it, if they wouldn't be more accurate if they got to pick a firearm that they shoot better with. You're a little bit of an exception because you do training. Yeah. And when you're going up and down that line, and I've seen you guys do this, mm-hmm. and everybody who's got a firearm, if you need to demonstrate, you do it. And I would say generally the only officers that would really benefit from that are the guys who are trained at a level high enough that it, it it's it's going to be such a margin that it's not even worth Because only 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 gun people this is an experience in law enforcement because i was i my department for a while we were able to carry our own firearms because we were in a transition era where we needed to get rid of our old piece of crap guns and get new guns and so i carried my own firearm for a year um it's 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 a weird one to try and explain but the only people who would really be involved in it who would actually really really benefit are people who are seriously gun people and seriously training anyway a lot on their own and stuff like that the i am very much less of a hardware guy than i am a software guy there's i mean i love firearms and i would love to own about a hundred different ones that i don't own and everything else like that but at the end of the day when you're talking about genuine self-defense it's one gun learn to shoot it it doesn't matter what it doesn't it provided it, it it's in this range of your of your glocks your springfields your smith and wessons your sigs your H and K's might be a little bit up here. Um, <laughs> as long as you're in that parameter of a good, dependable, uh, proven firearm, yeah. 
learn to shoot the gun you've got and learn it. I mean, and, you, and by learn to shoot it, it's not just take it out no. and punch holes in paper because if you practice wrong, you're going to perform right. wrong when it comes time. Right. It's literally go out and get trained. Right. right. And I'll, I mean, and, and um, this one I'll throw out here and we won't have time to discuss it. I will tell you that it, with, with my plan as it relates to my assembled information, it's not even my plan, it's my assembled information as it relates to school, um, school safety, school security. Um, my, the people that I would talk about training in all likelihood would be carrying double singles. They wouldn't be carrying striker fired guns. They'd be carrying double singles. Because I think there's, there's a place where we got away from du- hammered guns talking about guns that have a, a first-round double-action, next-round single-action, as opposed to the striker-fired systems and things like that, especially in that environment. Because if I can teach them and I get them to the level that I need to, for them to shoot double-single that well, um, they can do anything. Interesting. In Connecticut, there's an idea that's, well, not particularly bright, but we're going to tell you about it anyway. You're listening to Gary on Guns, 93.98. It is 50.50, 50 minutes after the hour. And uh, from Black Rifle, we've got Megan and Mike on board. They brought in two terrific firearms. They will be down at Black Rifle in Boonville. Uh, reasonably, it takes, what, uh, 20 minutes, half yeah. hour, something like that. You'll be down there. Uh, and you can uh, see these things in person. We have we had them up on camera. Scott Van Kirk, my uh, guest host, he's a uh, former uh, 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 law enforcement. He's uh, a trainer. Uh, he's on board with us this morning as well. Um, thank you, Gary. Uh, I came in this morning, one, because I really enjoy doing the show, um, and uh, just to, to offer a little content, which, to be honest with you, it's more or less just me coming in to have fun and stuff like that. But I did also want to come in for a more serious reason, and uh, I'm going to do my best to hold this one together. Last Saturday, um, Black Rifle and uh, a Dogmaster Distillery here in the city of Columbia, um, as well as a number of other um, people who... Um, were sponsors of an event held a benefit for my wife, Cheryl. Um, boy, I suck at this. Um, so anyway, my wife um, has stage 4 cancer um, with a prognosis of a, a certain period of time left to, left with us. And uh, our, fr- my fr- our friends um, from Black Rifle and, uh, like I said, a number of other industry folk um, uh, my good friend, my brother, P.D. Jones, um, you know, put together this benefit. And uh, um, over 100 people showed up last Saturday and uh, were ridiculously generous in their um, financial support of the event itself. But um, the people who showed up um, were a huge comfort to us. I... I can't really express the joy that Cheryl felt in seeing all those people and people that she got to talk to. Our friends, uh, people that she worked for as an, with as an educator, um, old high school friends, um, my cop buddies, some of my cop buddies from, from northern Wisconsin drove all the way down for the event, um, managed to drink the distillery out of beer. Um, good job, guys. Um, uh, mar- people from the martial arts community. Um, I... It, I write this date down. I'm at a loss for words. But so I want to thank Megan because her and Pete did such a phenomenal job of putting this together. I want to thank all of the sponsors um, to include CMMG, to include Black Rifle, to include Dogmaster, um, a bunch of other people. And I didn't bring my list of everybody that that did. Um, I want Cheryl's list, not your list. That's right, because it's Cheryl's list, not my list. Um, she and. Uh, 
and everybody who turned out. I want to thank Gary. Um, um, I want to thank Gwen, who uh, put together a, a, a very interesting um, fundraiser that centered around wine, which was hugely popular with any number of people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm missing anybody, and I want to thank everybody that came, uh, people from where I work, people that I work with, um, I, some people I didn't even know um, that showed up. And I want to thank the listeners of Gary on Guns because I'm, I'm certain that any number of you probably supported us through the online auction um, that Black Rifle did with a rifle donated by CMMG. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, Russ Rifle. Yeah, yeah not a pistol. Um, the uh, um, So that's what I got. I don't, I don't know other than thank you. Thank you. I, I obviously don't have the words to properly express how much this meant to um, Cheryl and to me. And uh, we love you all. You're certainly welcome. Um, it's what the community does. and uh, It's what family does. Yeah. That's right. Uh, all right. I uh, suddenly realized I don't even know how to follow that up. Um, <clears throat> but she's a sweetheart, and uh, you're... Like she, like uh, Megan said, your family. So, thank you. It's what we do. Up in Connecticut, uh, apparently, this colonist has decided not to ban guns. He's he's come up with what he thinks is a better idea. Um, he wants to ban bullets. Today, you can walk into a gun shop and purchase, for instance, a twenty-two, thirty-eight, or forty-four caliber handgun. Most firearms are built to accommodate one size round. Here's what would happen if the manufacturer of today's standard size rounds were outlawed and uh, 21, 37, 43 caliber rounds took their place. Eventually, gun owners would run out of the old ammo and their weapons would become paperweights. We'd have the opportunity for a national gun policy do-over, new tougher gun registration and ownership policies. Some already favored by NRA membership would be enacted in conjunction with a changeover in rounds calibration. Fresh attention could be paid to newer research-vetted strategies such as universal adoption of smart gun technology and limiting the size of rounds available to civilians. Any of that uh, sound, well, less than exceedingly ignorant to anybody here? Oh, I mean, it's one of the most ignorant things. And it's like, and I don't know... I don't know if we got covered in the show about Joy Behar from The View. It's on the list, but I don't know if we're going to have okay. time. Go for but, it. But um, basically where we're at is, is you know, and Beto, your buddy, mm. your buddy yeah. Beto. Robert Francis. Yeah, Beto. Um, <laughs> no, it's Robert Francis. And they're, and they're pushing forward. They're going to push everything out there. And they are, I think they're doing a hell of a job of really cementing the pro-gun community. Mm-hmm. Because of more than a few people, I think, and a few people I've talked to that were, you know, maybe fence sitters, maybe use the word reasonable and gun control in the same sentence and stuff like that are going, oh, my God, these people are nuts. Yeah. What are with yeah. they're they they've really shown their true colors. And and uh, um, if you look up the the comments by Behar from The View and stuff like that, her comment was is that the Democrats um, need to not say what they're going to do because they're going to end up losing elections. They just need to get elected and then just do it anyway, yeah. which is very, very telling. Very, very telling, I think, in regards to this. So, Well, yeah. I've been arguing uh, since the Democrats' primary that this is why most mainstream Democrats are upset with the likes of Squaw Warren and Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. because 
um, they're coming right out and saying this is where we want to go. Right, right. Those other Democrats want to go there too, right. but they have enough sense to say, well, we'll just poison them a little bit at a time. We're not going to give them the whole... Right, right. They turned the heat up too much and the frog jumped out of the pot. Yeah. yeah, that's where we're at. And I think there's a lot of people behind the scenes in the in the in the gun control movement is make no mistake it is a movement um some of your bigger financers in it involved in it, and some of that are going shh, 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 don't don't say that stuff out loud we don't want people to because there's a segment and that's what swings the vote there's a segment of independent thinking individuals whether they are party affiliated or not they're going wait a minute what and that's that's I think it's really going to hurt them. Well, one of the advantages too is for the longest time, everybody's looked at people that are pro gun as they're like, "You're you're crazy." They don't want to come right, after yeah. your guns. Why? You know, they, they think we're crazy. And now that they've put it out there that yes, they do want to come after our guns, the people that are in the middle and are really kind of indifferent go, "Okay, these guys weren't crazy. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, they they have a reason to be worried. So maybe you know, maybe we should listen to them a little bit more often now. Mm-hmm. You know, but then you talk about. You, anti-gunners, you've got Bloomberg yeah. that just threw his hat in the race. That was where I was headed next. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is Mr. Anti-Gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has spent millions of dollars. And will continue to spend millions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, while I don't think he's going to be a, a particularly attractive candidate in some areas of the country, let us not forget that he is one of the wealthiest people mm-hmm. in the country. Right. Mm-hmm. He makes... He's got so much more money than Donald Trump. He makes Trump look uh, like right. a like a piker. Well, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I think that the Democratic nomination for president is still a wide open race. Oh yeah, yep. it's wide open race because you saw, you know, we we saw you know Hillary one and then Hillary two She's run for president twice, and at least in the one she was going to be the nominee. And then this guy that no one had really heard of, who was a senator from the state of Illinois, just blew past her. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and I they just they just did a story in the news. I just I saw the photographs of Squall Warren uh, speaking to a, a a half-empty auditorium. I'm starting to think that she's been exposed for the phony that she is. She's losing yeah. ground. Thank you very much, Scott Van Kirk, for coming in this morning. Thank you. Uh, and also to uh, Mike and Megan from Black Rifle. You want to get down there to Boonville, pick up those firearms because limited supply, folks. <laughs> Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Grandbaby. Honey, I'm coming home.